after we finished recording that episode, I recall saying something akin to, well, that's going to be a Reddit thread. And we should find a way to do promotion uh, and remind people that we do a show or get new people in. Uh, maybe a different way. But that's the you most viewed funny? episode we've had in a moment. Nah. You know what's funny is I think I I think I asked you I was like what do you think was that was that too hard? Yeah, and I said I said no. I forgot people were soft. People in esports are whoo mega soft. But dude, you know it is what it is. I, let me just say that uh, so obviously there was a bit of drama about last episode and. Um, and let me just say, didn't bother me in the slightest. You want to know why, Joey? <laughs> why? Tell me why. The Me Too movement, like, numbed me to public opinion. I just, you know, it was like, um, I, I usually, before, it was like, I usually try and relate. Um, I'm a very, like, empathetic person, so I feel like I generally try and relate to community a lot. I always feel like people, like, if somebody has a problem with me, I want to know why, you know, like that sort of thing and then the me too movement happened and i just re i just like had this like stark realization about how many people just have bad understandings bad takes or just bad people across the board so you know i i'm numb to public opinion at this point when i got flame for uh being associated with grant and being friends with grant and then also being flamed for outing Toby and being a snake. Like, when two two different sides were attacking me, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, public immunity ain't shit. Like, are, are you telling me that, that you're going from... Uh, basically, the first thing we're going to kick off off is, ah, fuck those people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, Double Joey. Down. Like, I've been, I've, I've been in in uh, a number of like drama fights, and uh, the thing is, I don't, I don't uh, typically start drama, but when people do something that really bothers me, uh, I can't let it go, and I do uh, feel the need to say something. I think it's actually one. Uh, I think it's actually quite a good trait most of the time, and uh, yeah, this is something that bothered me. Uh, somebody trying to get my friends fired over some stupid shit. Some some shit that I think this is this is my personal feelings. I'm not lying about this. I legitimately like go back through, I review that entire thing, and I see very few problems with it. Only problem I actually think that um it's weird because the broadcast is also the tournament organizer. So if you want to use that like weird idea that we are representing Dream League, but like that's clearly not the case when we are also, like, uh, actively flaming ESL or Dream League when we're on their show. And that's what they want, too. Like, apparently, we've, we uh, have not uh, stepped over the line at all. Like, uh, Interesting. apparently, Interesting. they are okay with criticism of the tournament. Um, they're okay with us saying, saying how we actually feel. There's a clip right now up of uh, BSJ. They were talking about it. BSJ and Fogged and I were watching um, Navi versus Unique, and Navi had some horrendous item choices uh, to borderline. If this was not a match that was important and was 
determine whether or not you would get into the major, like legitimately there would be questions about match fixing. Just just because but there's no Nami way they would. played so badly. Like no, there's because like, they wanted to go to the major. They, they want to go to the major. So there's absolutely no way that like unless they're just flat out insane. There's no way that they could possibly be match fixing. But the, if this was some like you know, dog shit, non DPC tournament, like a hundred percent, there'd be allegations of match fixing from that game. One hundred percent, you know, and it's like, um, and so we had a conversation back in the green room. BSJ is like, just he, he's, he's mad about this game. Fog just is super mad about this game, but he doesn't uh, actually go as hard as BSJ does in part because he's a good panelist because BSJ went hard. So it doesn't make as much sense for somebody else to double down on that, you know? So we have this conversation and I'm telling them, if you genuinely feel a certain way, as long as you, your own motivations and what you're doing and saying these things are clean and you actually feel this way, 100% go as hard as you want because that is what analysts are for. If you genuinely feel like these, these plays were dog shit and this player was dog shit, like fucking say it. And, and say exactly why you think, you know, just just be prepared that you have like a long list of like, you know, what you need to say. I said, 100% go in. And he did. And apparently the community loved it because um, I, I just checked it out just now. And a lot of people loved it. I thought it was a great bit of, of television where BSJ is just like fucking going ham. On Navi, he lists all the fucking reasons why he thinks our itemization was dog shit. And it was great fucking paneling. It was a great bit of TV for for panel. Panels are so fucking ugh. Nobody cares about panels. <laughs> until you do something like that. Until you actually say, like, you feel really strongly about something and you say that. You know? It's true. How many and panel so, clips have I seen? TV. How many panel clips have I seen? over both TPC seasons that were like popular in some way shape or form there's that one from today yeah. I guess there's you know the Shiva interview with Alliance there's probably like you know Kyle getting his hair cut or like something that's a bit right like it's yeah. pretty it's pretty minimal like like you, you can only pull out a couple I think it's yeah, I, Kyle is usually the most popular panelist clipper uh, because he he feels very strongly about things so it is genuine um I, I would say he's more polarizing person. Like, like whenever I view like, you know, the the Nigma incidents where he called them clowns or whatever. Like, I view that like that same thing in a very different light. But Kyle felt felt very strongly about it, and you know, he obviously has a tense uh, a tendency for hyperbole and amping things up. But like, there's a reason why he's the most most popular in that regard because he is a very passionate person. I think there is some validity to uh, go back and like acknowledge a little bit of of what was stirred up by by what we said last time because it did get me thinking about it and I think that I align with you uh, pretty close to completely I'd, I'd say almost all the way I think that there's a lot of people who uh, were being soft about what you can and can't ask people. Um, there's drama going on what did you ask the players about drama like what there, if there's like allegations so like if there are any sort of allegations no matter what it is criminal fucking cheating allegations fucking just regular old like bullshit drama that's going on like of course sports players are going to be asked about those sort of things like what yeah motherfucker I, what 
I, I think it's the same, the same community that says you can't flame players, you know? Like, ah, uh, yikes. I, I think it's really weird that, that a lot of people took that stance of like, well, you can, you, why are you talking about anything else that's not the game? I inherently disagree with that. But upon analysis and talking to some other people, I do think that probably what I meant wasn't super clear last episode because I might have not even been correct in my own assessment back then. Um, I think what I should have said if I wanted to be as, as clear and correct as possible is that you should be able to ask a player whatever they want as long as your question is not defamatory mm. yeah. so that you you need to ask a question in a way that does not uh, imply them being a guilty party so yeah. i think that there is some responsibility on the person asking the question to do it in such a way um that could either like you know take the fifth or dodge the question or not answer the question or or answer it without implying guilt in the question i think that's where it starts to get into a tricky situation so and and i do and i think that a lot of people i i I shouldn't say a lot of people i know that some people who like really analyzed the interview and like the questions that that shiver asked um like like there was there was parts that could imply that alliance was guilty of something yeah she's she's asking him in, in the the heat of the moment she didn't write out her questions or anything and the worst question she asked by far was is this allowed which um which people like like to be able to to do this like long link between like use you representing the tournament organizer and you are essentially admins and therefore as an admin you are <laughs> no, somehow not. like you're accusing talent. the player the of doing something that is against the rules we're it wasn't in the fucking rule book. That's why talent don't know, because it's not in the rule book. It was in an email chain that talent weren't a part of. So yeah, it's a genuine question. Like, is that allowed? Yeah. <laughs> and in Cheever's expecting, uh, yeah, hundred percent it's allowed. It's um there was an email chain that went out and like lim- could clear that entire thing up. But you know, he, he uh People will he still be like, Oh, but that's not on regard. limp to say that. You should just talk you should just talk about the video game. And I don't know if it is on limp to say that. It's probably an option if he knows to say that. He probably would never say that because he doesn't want to expose his own team to something without, like, consulting people, right? I think that, like, a mild amount of more preparation from the interview could have resulted in, like, I guess a more politically correct question, which could have absolved any of that hairy situation where, where any guilt was implied. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that there's, like, room for improvement there. But I I still stand by you should you should be able to ask a player anything that is not in a defamatory statement. <laughs> yeah, that's uh yeah, I, and then a lot of people like uh, I I know people had issues with my hardball question, which I didn't ask. <laughs> but you know, it's a hardball question for a reason because if he gives me an answer that is like no, nobody else is using this coach thing. That I feel like that's pretty free game at that point in time. You are actively saying we're using an advantage that nobody else is, and we know that nobody else knows about it. And uh, I think that's I'm, I'll stand by that till the end of the day. But uh, you know, like I I have a different opinion on this thing. I also think that if I was in that situation, I don't know what I would do if I was uh, an alliance player in that situation. My my uh, players or management or whatever was like, hey, there's this new thing. Uh, came out in an email chain. Let's use it. 
even though I know that I've been to to Valve tournaments and I I have heard Valve multiple multiple times say that uh, they they aren't a fan of coaches that they won't do coaches inside of the game that the that we have had drama in the past going back to uh, last TI where VGJ asked if they could have a second coach in uh, in the room to a PGL admin. And the PGL admin said, yes, it's fine. And then later, t then later Valve penalized them saying that you should know better. There was that bit of drama. Stockholm Major had this problem going back to what, 2019, 2018. That was a big problem uh, where a similar thing happened. Some teams had coaches in their room. Some teams didn't. Uh, and like, I know there are some, some coaches who literally took themselves out of the room intentionally because they knew like, uh, basically they said, if, unless Valve specifically tells me that I can stay in the room, I'm not going to be in here because I know how they feel about it. You know, and th that's an older player who's been to multiple Valve events. So, um, I, I would hope that if I'm in that situation, I don't know what I would do. Right. Maybe, maybe I would. Maybe I would go along with it. Um, I think people like to assume what they would do, but you don't really know until you're in mm -hmm. that situation. I would hope, though, that I would I would have a problem with this because, th I mean that that is the way I view it. That I would you're... like I ideally if if I think I'm as good as person as I am, I would hope that I'd be like, hey, we should talk to the other teams about this rule set because it seems a little fishy. It seems a little weird. So so you're taking the. OG Enigma secret. Other I wouldn't teams go that hard. DPG no. stance where they, they they wouldn't do it. I think it's what they were saying or not. Yeah, saying. I mean, I, I like I I can understand why Dotail would be mad because obviously he feels like he would be a person who would do that. And now I would never go so far as to like um, to like Dotail calling them cheaters and stuff. Like that was real real fucking far. Not but, apologizing still seems fucked up. I feel like he he, he really missed the window to to say that. It's okay. I'm I'm a, uh, you know, I'm not going to apologize either. So <laughs> I'm not going to throw any shade on No-Tail for not apologizing. <laughs> I I think No-Tail put himself in substantially hotter water than you did though. Oh yeah, for sure. But I I mean <laughs> the thing is is that like I spoke out because I felt like it wasn't my job being threatened. It was other people. And I spoke out because I thought that was wrong. I thought I think it's a form of bullying, and I fucking hate bullying. Like, oh, I hate bullying. You know, a lot of people say like we bully Kyle all the time, but Kyle's like one of my one of my best friends in the Dota group. You know, like um, they're they're he's in like top five of of my friends. You know, like so. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you can bully your friends a bit, but like I also know how Kyle is. I know how he feels. Yeah, I've also told him like multiple times, like, "Hey, if we ever go over the line, you know, you just let me know." Uh, that sort of thing. Like, so it's not bullying. It's it's uh, it's friends who give each other shit, which is you know Kyle does it back to me sometimes. It's consensual and, bullying. Yeah, it's consensual bullying. It it's different. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ! I feel like I have a field day. Right? Yeah, first I mean, minutes. I, I feel I feel like my friends are being bullied. One of which is Kyle, and so uh, yeah, I, I absolutely gonna fucking stand up and say something. And you know what? Fuck it. If a bunch of people fucking want to direct their hate towards me and uh, instead of uh, anybody else, whatever, man. I don't give a shit. It's uh, it, you know, all this sort of thing. The thing is, I've been through 
I've only interjected myself into bits of drama that I think my my score is pretty good. You go back through my past line, right? It's like the the worst thing that I ever did was the the tweet about um, the remember the EU hub, and I put out a fucking tasteless tweet that was like, you know, it's it's a shame with like you're more incentivized to like sit on a couch and play fucking Mario Party or some shit than actually do casting or whatever. And you know that that it's a tweet that was bad and went out with no context because the reason I was mad is that I heard there were people at the EU hub that like were complaining about the fact that they had to cast. <laughs> and of course, I'm I'm there enjoying Dota, like working my ass off. Like I'd love to be a part of the EU hub or or the fucking BTS NA hub. And but I'm working my ass trying to do these ESL ones and like fucking. I was working. I was sleeping like four hours a night because I was casting back-to-back-to-back ESL1 finals and shit. Like, I was literally sleeping in the office for, like, two, three hours, maybe four hours before I had to cast another game. So I was fucking... I, I was livid when I heard somebody complaining about, like, man, it really sucks I have to fucking actually cast. Dude. <laughs> I yeah. was mad. I, I just forgot, like, going through those Reddit threads, I'm like, oh, man, I forgot that some people just don't like you. And like they come out of the yeah. woodworks when the opportunity persists. I feel like I feel like there's there's a non-zero number of people who just uh, who just just aren't a cap fan and use this as an opportunity yeah. to to remind the world that they're not a cap fan. Yeah, um, it is what it is. But like you know, the Chongqing major uh, that was one of the bits of drama that he stood against. It's one of like the the only times that like this is the only time I've ever declined a vent uh, out of what I felt was some sort of principle. Um, that I was uncomfortable with the, the situation. And I'll stand, still stand by uh, all of that. Even if Valve actually banned uh, Cuckoo from that event, 100%, I, I stand by um, by that being a situation that was unfair. Now that Valve has set the precedent for for uh, banning people from events like that, I, you know, I'm fine with it as long as it keeps going. But I feel like that was a totally unfair situation that was entirely predicated on the fact that Valve needed to be able to appease the the Chinese scene, right? Mm -hmm. Even though, like, all these other players, you know, none of them ever got banned for any of this shit, but, like, you know, oh, Cuckoo a does. history of it. Yeah, Cuckoo's a dumbass for all of that, by the way. The fact he never, like, really apologized clearly is... Did he uh, never? Oh, yeah, he never, like, character. didn't the org kind of he, apologize He, like, did a half apology. Yeah, he basically is org did apology or something. It was pretty clear he didn't He didn't really uh, feel that way. What else? The Toby stuff. When I came out against Toby, you know, that's another bit of drama that I interjected myself in that I felt very strongly about something. And uh, like I feel my like my record is is pretty good, so I I'm uh, I know history will bear this out. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people are are nitpicking. I think a lot of people are doing some nitpicking. Yeah, when people are trying to be like, well, filing a complaint doesn't necessarily being fired. You know, in Europe we have very good regulations. Like, dog, we're freelancers. Like, not getting yeah, we're not from maybe not going to get fired from this event. Guess what? The event's almost done. But getting rehired, that may be a problem. I don't think it will. I, I, and I also don't really care if the attempt is successful or not. I find the, uh, I find the um, motivation behind it. I feel that is what's scummy to me. I don't really care if you suck at getting people fired. I care that, that you tried to get somebody fired in the first place. And you've set a pattern of so, doing so. You tried to get somebody fired before this event. 
I know that's a pattern that is coming from you guys. Like, <laughs> of course I'm going to get mad after, like, the third failed attempt of trying to get somebody fired. So I, I, I think where, where some of the disconnect and some of that heat might come from is that you are steadfast in your opinion that this was not like a complaint filed in the sense of like, oh, I, I have a formal complaint. Here is my here is my written email that you may or may not read about my complaint, which apparently I did a lot of learning is a thing that happens a lot in Europe that I guess I'm ignorant to. Apparently that's like common process to like file a complaint with like a system or organization or a party as a way to like solve grievances. So I can see why people would come to that defense, right? Of, oh, yeah. well, filing a complaint in Sweden is that's that's just normal. That's just how our society works, right? But I think that there is a uh, disconnect in what the at- intent of that complaint might be. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally think the intent is uh, scummy just because I know that this is a pattern that's been sent. Now, I don't know what exactly like is in the, the complaint and all that sort of thing, so... Maybe I'm way off base. But again, if there's a pattern been sent, I highly doubt that pattern's being broken. It so. does suck. Uh, something that I wasn't a fan of, uh, because, and this kind of speaks to how rumor mills work, is that uh, because we slash you were not explicit about the other complaint you mentioned, people assumed that that complaint was tied to the predictions, which became number one in a Reddit thread, which then had to get debunked because that wasn't what was being complained about. And then that confused oh, yeah. even more people. So... Yeah, pe- people uh, added me about that. Who were like, why didn't you clear this up? Because I didn't read the Reddit thread. Fucking... <laughs> I saw it. It was Jenkins told me that there was a Reddit thread up, and I was just like, alright, I'm not reading that. It's, uh... I think a bad idea for your mental health. I I think you would read it and be upset. I think that if you did read it or read it with someone else, there could be like some interesting points of discussion in there that that you might be like interesting for you to like think through. But I think by and large, most of the stuff in there would just make you upset because you disagree with it. Your mind's not going to change, and it's like mildly inflammatory. So yeah. Also, people called me ugly, so that's really my problem that I have with the show, right? That, that that's that's really my problem with the complaint there because there's all this stuff Actually, about about you, you or, about alliance. Was you or Jenkins since added me. Fucking they, they copy pasted or uh, screenshotted a Joey. Joey looks like a fucking trucker that kills hookers or some shit. No, that, that, that was fuck? Jenkins. Jenkins sent that to you. Uh, <laughs> and I, dude, that is so fucked. Oh my god! I, that, that whole comment thread was was so interesting, but that one now that, that's the one that got me because you know right. Peter <laughs> looks here like a trucker that makes roadside hookers disappear. I also like had my hair all fucked up for the whole episode. So there was like a strand plastered across my forehead, so like it, it everything was bad. I was like in a tank top, which was like yeah. not attract. Like dude, I real real hit to the self confidence. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting. I, I think that it's. We've come to an interesting point in this saga where, like, it's over. People understand what they are and aren't upset about. Um, I think it was interesting when when PPD was on stream and and talking the other day. Oh, He's yeah. like, "Hey, Alliance didn't fire me, but they did hire me for this exact purpose," um, which is an interesting bit of information. Um, and then talking about, and then the uh, the impending uh, little drama about you know OG canceling scrims <laughs> against Alliance after the incident. Right. Yep. Which, yep. Yep. Which that, I think that, is, they will not be the only team. 
from what I hear. Apparently, I, there's going to be more teams maybe doing that. We'll see. I think that's really interesting, right? Because, you know, the community can have its own opinion about what is and isn't right. But ultimately, yep. that doesn't mean that, you know, OG or VP or Brame have to be like, well, fuck you. We just don't like you guys. Like, the the community ultimately and, and the, the legality of what was right or wrong for Alliance to do doesn't stop people from not liking them internally. Yep right which yeah. could and that was my first thought when this happened in, in the first place like well if there's no problem with what they're doing in 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 the rule book cool right you can't really get mad at them for that but what it is going to do is it's going to put a scarlet letter on them internally and there might not be a lot of people on reddit or twitter who see that but that could manifest in not scrimming secret right yeah no, the uh, the the funniest, most ironic part of this is that they're literally called Alliance, and they they are no longer a part of the unofficial alliance of teams working together to like make make better rule sets and you know make player breaks and stuff like that. Like that 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 is actually a shame that like that isn't more public because I mean just that bit of irony is is hilarious. No matter like how you feel about the entire thing. Uh, that that is like Shakespearean fucking irony on the dot. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that is something that I don't know. I I, I kind of feel I don't I don't really feel like the player should be punished that much for it, right? Because I I almost feel like this is something that i i have no idea to what extent this is gonna go i don't know how long this is gonna go on i don't know how many teams uh are are not going to the scrim with alliance um as a pseudo punishment or whatever but like uh i this is something that could affect them for like ti and uh i i just i don't feel like the players should be punished that harshly uh, like, like they shouldn't be punished at all from a legal standpoint of like, you know, like Valve stepping in and you know disqualifying them or some shit. But like, also in a social aspect, I'm not sure how much they should really be punished for this. I, I feel like it's a bit much. Uh, I don't know. Like the thing is, is that like the players are angry because there are people on Alliance who should know better. Uh, there are people who've been to multiple, multiple TI events. So S4, Loda, right, PPD, I think the three of them are probably some of the most veteran players in the scene. So like some players are mad because they feel like they should, they like, they have people on there that should know better. It's not like it's like, you know, Brain who only has like Spartan who's ever been to the Boston major, right? It's it's not like a team who hasn't been to Valve events or anything like that. This is a an experienced veteran team or has experienced veteran people. Um, but like the four other players, I'm not sure if you should should really be punishing them that harshly. Um, and I also don't think that. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, like <laughs> I think S4 is just a great guy, so like, <laughs> I, I just don't see him uh, uh, like really. I, I don't imagine that he, if he if he pushes for this, is uh, really thinking that he's uh, finagling the system. So I, don't I can know. make an argument. It feels like place. more. Right, like, yeah. like I, I could very easily sit here and make an argument for punishing the players for, in theory, knowing better, whatever the fuck that means. Or yeah, I can also yeah. make an argument of, like, well, it probably wasn't their choice. It was probably management's choice. 
and yeah. what are they going to do be. say no we're not going to play no like yeah there's I, the- I feel like t- taking him out and like stop like not working with them uh on like when it comes to to the uh union of teams or whatever like that that affects management but uh i feel like not screaming with them that affects the players and uh that that, that bothers me a little bit I don't, I don't know how i feel about it we'll see Maybe they'll just they'll just roll over with their results and they'll just keep on winning a bunch of stuff, you know, and then jokes on everyone else because then you're not scrimming yeah. with Alliance, right? <laughs> yeah, you're not scrimming with one of the best teams who has a uh, consistent play style that uh, appears to be very strong this patch. So it's uh, it may be the other team's loss and not being able to uh, play against them. I guess we'll just see. Major will determine a lot, right? Alliance said they're going to switch up their play style. Uh, or at least have the option to be able to do so at the major. And uh, we'll see both how successful they are at that and, like, in general, how successful um, their idea of Dota is um, against international teams and stuff. Because, obviously, like, last season, (laughs) Alliance was also good. Secret was good. Where did Secret place? They placed, like, fourth or something, right? Uh, Like, fifth, sixth, maybe? Did they really? Oof. Because they lost to IG? Oh, God. Who knocked them out of the tournament? LGD? Hold up. Did LGD knock them out of fourth place? No, 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 no. They, they placed fourth. They placed fourth. So that's 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 good enough. But I, I would say that's more of the secret factor. Um, the fact... Well, I guess Nygma had a stand-in, so... And then, like, Liquid ran through fucking wild cards and... Blew their wads. <laughs> yeah. So... And they still played 9 through 12th. I, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say that Europe like performed like shit at the major, and their play style was too fast, and they didn't know that, and it only worked within their own region. And once they played up against international teams, they got exposed. But honestly, the the results aren't even that terrible. It's just that Alliance choked and went out of groups. If it wasn't for that fact, you would say Nigma being bottom team. Well, they had a stand in. It's kind of whatever. Uh, and they didn't have like a good stand-in for who was lost, right? I, I think it's hard to. It's easier to replace Kuro with um, RMN mm-hmm. because five to five captain to coach. I, I feel like that's natural. Losing mind control or uh, like losing any of the other four heroes, four players, and having RMN replace them is going to be, uh, I think, a lot, lot harder. But then like Liquid, okay, you had it a really long run. You ended up ninth through twelve. That's okay. Secret got fourth. That's good enough. Like, if it wasn't for Alliance, these results would actually be acceptable for Europe. I just can't wait to see how many people get into the DPC and from what for, for, into TI from what region, because it's oh. getting tighter and tighter, and it can change on a dime. Even though there's only so many teams who are left over, like today there were there were some ways being made when Quincy Crew uh, beat EG, really shaking up the NA DPC region, mm-hmm. right? And then who might be getting yeah. points there and what regional slots? There's a there's a world where where South America could very likely have four teams at the international. You know, right now, which is wild. Yeah. Europe what? is still such a crapshoot because there's three matches left and only two seeds have been decided, one and eight, two through seven still up for grabs out of those three matches and tiebreakers, right? Mm-hmm. And that changes the landscape of so much stuff. 
And you're not even so counting. China, China potentially, let's go through. So there's this Reddit thread. Uh, possible. How did this only get 129 upvotes? This is insane. Likely TI slot allocations per region based on outstanding games. Somebody did a write up about this. Um, and reading through their logic, I felt like it was uh, pretty good. So uh, I'll just say how many slots they're expecting for each one of these, which is five slots for China, uh, three slots for South America. Uh, all of these are, are four invited teams plus one. Mm -hmm. So every region gets a, a qualifying team um, at the end of the season and then the invited team. So when I say five, it's four plus one. South America, three plus one which uh, is an interesting uh, twist. CIS, most likely two plus one, um, which I, unless Team Spirit does really well at the major, which I think they might have a chance to, I don't know. Virtus Pro is just so much better than everybody else. Um, NA, probably three slots, given what Quincy Crew just did. They probably have secured themselves, if they get first in the group, they've almost guaranteed secured themselves TI mm -hmm. just by that alone. Um, and then Europe, Western Europe, is looking at maybe four slots. Um, and then Southeast Asia is the worst by far, uh, which is they may end up with zero. It's a very real possibility they end up with zero teams because no team, well, like uh, Neon. Neon did well at the major, but are not doing well within their own region now. So... They, they got some points, yeah, but they didn't get a whole lot of points for qualifying to the major in the first place. And now they're not going to get any points potentially at all if they don't get into the, the top three slots. And then if Same all of those Fnatic, teams right? just... Yeah, if all those teams just underperform at TI, it's possible that not even Fnatic gets a guaranteed in, in which case there's only going to be one spot from Southeast Asia. And that is going to be the qualifying spot at the very end. Which is just insane. And I feel like uh, I, I've talked to, um, we've had this conversation a couple times um, on panel. And we are kind of agreeing that, like, no matter how this shakes up, right, it, this is not a good, this is not a good system. The regional qualifiers being uh, worth just as much. I feel like the way they did that, the regional qualifiers mattering, was because they're scared of two different things. They're scared of one, a team just being like, fuck it, we're not going to do the first round of DPC and show up for a second major or only play the first DPC, play at the major and then fucking chill and not playing the second one because we've already secured ourselves. And the, the other one is that they wanted to make sure that like, let's just say South America, oh, that team's going to go to the major and doesn't do anything. Well, we don't want only one slot. If Beast Coast is dominating South America and they get first two times in a row, they should have a guaranteed spot, right? And then, you know, like you'll get plus one. I, I feel like those were two different like concerns that they wanted to make sure, like, okay, because of these different factors, we want to make sure that happens. And then what happens? South America fucking kit knocks it out of the park at the major. Southeast Asia is like major suffering. And all of a sudden, it's exposing like some some flaws in the, the current system. Uh, I think we're going to continue to see flaws of like, you know, there, there there's a world where realistically, I mean, even still, it's not going to happen. But there is a theoretical world where like, you know, so you can go to TI from lower division, right? There's there's a world yeah. where people will perform in season one, do almost nothing from season two, and then maybe squeak into TI or vice versa. Like I know that they want to weight rewards kind of equally across the seasons, but I don't know I don't know if Dota really works like that because of the way that it changes. 
I think that I think that a system like this kind of works for Counter Strike, where by and large the game is the same uh, throughout the course of a year when you're doing qualifying points. Mm. But when it comes to Dota, um, you can see a team that can perform really well season one pre patch and then suffer post patch. Maybe that's kind of what Neon is going through, right? Yeah. And what's also another interesting thing about this is how you do at TI ends up resulting in how many slots your region gets for the next season of majors, right? If Europe sucks, then Europe's not going to have four slots into a major, most likely. They're, they're going to get taken down to, to three, most likely, right? If fucking NA <laughs> wins the major and places second... Quincy Crew versus EG Grand Finals of TI, then Valve's going to be like, damn, we should kick it up a notch. And they'll give uh, uh, the, that slot to NA instead. Obviously, that is a fairy tale, and that'll never happen. But, uh, it, you know, it, it like, so Southeast Asia only gets, what, one, maybe two teams into TI? Like, the chances of one of those teams bombing out is pretty high, uh, the other team not doing well enough to to get like top four or something like the extremely high. So then, boom! It's like Southeast Asia weak region, two slots. <laughs> it's like well, no, <laughs> and then the cycle continues. Yeah, I, I, I think that Europe <laughs> that Europe that Europe will still index Earth. just just okay. But it's wild to think yeah. that because I, with bias, still firmly believe that Europe has six or seven teams that could beat most teams in most regions that aren't China. Six or seven? Mm, you really want to include the teams that are going to get relegated? Dude, I think Brame's pretty... Uh, you know what? Six. You're... Okay, but you're still including Brame in that list. I will take the top... Because right now, Tundra. Tundra is the team that is going to get relegated. We'll see if that actually happens. But... Mm, I've never liked Mud Golems. Um... <laughs> gonna throw that out there you mean the neutral creep yes exactly i've I, it's weird that they split there's like six <laughs> of them that it's only good if you play an alchemist fuck that um uh -huh. or i guess doom or is enchantress also okay. chen <laughs> yeah okay well we're there there's four heroes in that order mm. uh i would take the top six from europe over the top six from any other region i think that is probably fair with the exception of china yes I think that China, China would think be close. Hard time. I think China would be close. I think any other region would be a blowout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I concur. And that's why people watch Europe, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the good thing is, is like uh, that, that fairy tale situation that I came up with in my head. Uh, I could see because Valve, um, they... I feel like they're not too reactionary. Uh, I think they do think, uh, look at things with a pretty critical lens. I'm not sure if they actually would give NA four slots because I think everyone kind of agrees that NA is a very top-heavy uh -huh. region. So they may actually just keep it at three and just be like, ah, we feel like that's reasonable. You guys are really top-heavy. But uh, and, and then the other thing is that uh, I think Valve, Sometimes they're bad at putting out systems at the start, but they do improve on them. We've talked about that many um, so, times, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, next year's TI, uh, or next year's DPC, if we do it again, 
um, will be better, and I think regions will somehow have less weight in them, and majors will have more weight. I would almost want to see points being distributed for 9th through 12th, uh, even if it is just uh, 50 points or something. I, I feel like um, you need to just scale it up a little bit. I still think it's egregious that some of the teams who didn't get points at the major, which will happen yeah. again, you know? Yeah. Give, give, yeah given the would. format. I think Liquid that performing on that. LAN is more important than the regional qualifiers, but the regional qualifiers are For still sure. substantial, but I, I would I would not rate them and weight them the same. And yeah. it'll be interesting I, I, to see all the edge cases that pop up after the major is over. The Annie major with WePlay, by the way, which was also announced, exciting. True. <laughs> Can't believe Valve signed off on that. Mm -hmm. They're like, we want to call it the Annie major. <laughs> And like I'd be like, what the fuck? Like our our major is mm. not a joke. What are you doing? We play. <laughs> yeah. There's um, a bit of drama going back uh, behind the scene about um, some some we play stuff. Actually, that I mean that's not even behind the scene, right? The one X bet thing mm -hmm. uh, um, that kind of went through the fighting game scene. The fighting game scene. Um, two developers just. Um, fucking dissolved themselves from their relationship with uh we play and said nope not about that anymore um and uh yeah one one x bad is is uh also uh, a problem um that's currently in the industry we play and esl i think both have partnerships with that uh, fortunately in this situation uh valve have said a hard no to betting sponsors ever uh, being a part of the DPC. Another thing that Valve has like maintained a certain philosophy about: they hate betting companies, and they are fucking they are loath to allow betting companies in our industry at all. Um, and so they don't allow them for Valve events specifically. They didn't want to allow them for teams. Uh, <laughs> that which, one proved which, hard. <laughs> which teams were like excuse me bitch <laughs> like what <laughs> like get the fuck out of here what do you mean we're gonna lose our betting sponsor our betting sponsor is like fucking 80 percent of our revenue what do you mean i i just made that number up by the way i have no idea but i do know betting sponsors are very important it's very lucrative they have money to spend because yes. they make a lot of money because casinos um yes possibly illegal th casinos th thoughts on any major <laughs> Any major? Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I think um, that is hitting a we play sweet spot. Um, I think we play has been good for the Dota scene, and I think Omega League was great product. Um, I think other we play events that I've been to have been amazing. They they shit out money, which is one thing that um, makes it a good <laughs> event. But they also have uh, good. They have good people behind the scene. Um, who come up with interesting ideas. So. I'm going to look into my crystal ball and yeah. just think think like a month or so into the future. And I yeah. bet this major is going to happen and I'm going to go, Cap, how does this company make money? And you're going to look <laughs> at me and you're going to go, Joey, I don't know, but they pay me. And that conversation will come soon on, on, a, on a Sideful podcast, three to five weeks in the future. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, you know, 
It, it, okay, so in in this, remember the last time we had this conversation? There's a there's new wrinkle being being added. It's very hard to tell the difference between uh, VC money uh, because it's just money given to you, so you fucking throw it out like it's been printed. Um, and then there's and then also like uh, laundered money, which is a very similar situation, uh, right? They 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 like. The responsibility you have over that that money is like very similar, and so you're gonna spend it in similar similar ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and same goes with crypto money. I, I, now that crypto's like really blowing up, like people are just like printing out money out there, and uh, and and it is allowing people to uh, to spend them spend that money with. Uh, so did you ask to get paid with Ethereum? Yeah. Pay, pay me in that sweet, sweet crypto, baby. Uh, but um, yeah, that, that's a that's a new wrinkle to that is that uh, th- those three things they look very similar from an outside perspective or even a slightly inside perspective as a talent being paid. It's like all those things look the same. <laughs> all I know is that you have a lot of money and you're spending a lot of it, and you're not necessarily making any money back. So, but again, you know, you got rent to pay. I got rent to pay. Um, can can hey, I actually please. can I actually keep on talking about fucking dumb shit tournament organizers for a second? Yeah, hit it up. Uh, have have you been uh, have you been looking at Counter Strike Twitter over the last day? Oh yeah, that's some real drama over there, dude. It's like we had a problem, and th- and then Counter Strike was like, oh no 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 no, we have a problem. <laughs> All right, Let- you break break it down. What happened? So my my understanding, and my understanding of this is, is is a little bit fresh. I only educated myself on it uh, tonight. So so please fill any gaps if I'm incorrect. Um, Flashpoint, who is running a Counter Strike event, had uh, an issue with Ninjas in Pajamas and another team that is less important than Ninjas in Pajamas. Um, much less important. M- much less important. Yes, in the sense that you don't know their name. And I also don't know their name. And it's probably rude that yeah, I don't know I've their name because their I've read name. it. I've read their name like three times and I still don't remember their name. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they had a scheduled match to play. Game starts. NIP. Crazy ping and packet lost. Technical pause. They try and fix the thing. The thing won't get fixed. They have to play the game. Game happens. Technical people after game still trying to figure out what's wrong with said game they realize that the server that flashpoint was playing on was not compatible with the isp of ninjas in pajamas causing ninjas in pajamas to not be able to play the game at a fair play state they say well should probably remake the uh remake the game right should probably do a rematch this wasn't fair other teams like no fuck you we won Ninjas in Pajamas is like, well, I'd really like to play that game. Tournament organizer shits the bed worse than ESL shot the bed <laughs> over the whole Alliance thing somehow. They made ESL DreamHack look competent in, in their Flash in their solution problem solving. Dude. Yeah. Dude, they like I think that people are going to forgive ESL or they'll gloss over it or like the DPC is going to keep on happening like whatever it, it's going to be like a like a meme point in history in Dota but Flashpoint which does not nearly have the clout as say ESL does 
they have a PR problem in the sense that they really fucked up this tournament by putting out incomprehensible and correct tweets, by asking teams to do different things at different times, by not having a clear rule book, by not dictating the rules clearly about what they needed to be doing. Like, what, whatever we were complaining about last week, which we could talk about passionately and poetically because it's a, it's something we're di- you're directly involved in and I am attached to in the sense of dota i I, listening to people talk about how fucked up flashpoint is (laughs) almost makes me forget about esl yeah yeah no that was a big boy big boy fuck up there was even the the recent um the recent tweet they deleted where they're like uh they say ninjas in pajamas offered anonimo uh, a rematch instead of Flashpoint or our admins. It's just, it, it's so comical that it just makes it look like Ninja's Pajamas is like literally running the situation. Uh, NIP man. had pretty good PR on the issue. I think that they actually had a really interesting uh, series of tweets that explained the full timeline to everybody as they saw it. And I think that it's kind of, I think that maybe NIP can get some some slight flack here for not just being like, well, shitty situation, let's take the high road. They still want to play the game instead of just like taking the high road, right? Um, which you can probably argue back or forth about, but it's wild how how funny Flashpoint was here with dropping a ball. This week, people just be fucking up in esports TO world. I guess I guess yeah. that that that's what's going on. Yep, 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 yep. You want to talk about uh, one more one more uh, potential fuck up? Sure. All right, we got the fan bundles in, baby, <laughs> just in time for the end of the second season. <laughs> now, to Valve's credit, they made uh, they made it go through until TI starts, so it will actually it may even be longer than what you normally would get the fan bundle for. Um, so it's finally here. Uh, it didn't make it in time for the first season or the start of the second season, but it's finally here towards the end of the second season and it's uh i would say okay um but the most egregious thing is the fucking price point oh my god this is this is a tricky topic for me yeah this is a tricky topic for me yeah. uh because i uh helped direct the creation of the team liquid fan pack mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i i i helped i came up with a lot of the sprays and emojis with 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 the team yep. i created the the promotional pieces that people seem to like on reddit my favorite reddit comment from uh the last week with all this shit is uh the, the the video where where Taiga Tommy was uh, doing art, and someone uh-huh. someone in that thread's like, "Man, there's all this coaching bullshit going on, but Liquid's just over here doing weird shit," <laughs> and I'm kind of here for it, and I'm like, "Yeah, my guy," um, I I I helped you know test stuff and you know get voice lines and suggest the voice lines that we pitched to valve and i i was very in very very involved with the team liquid process Mm -hmm. 
I know that a lot of teams are unhappy for a lot of reasons, some of which may or may not get solved. I would assume that nothing's going to get solved. I think that that I think that actually Valve uh, may have gotten some cover here by the ESL drama because if you recall, what happened on Tuesday last week, which we referenced in Thursday's show last episode. Is, is I was on a rant about like, oh man, then Tuesday happened. And the entire rest of that show, we only talked about the ESL Alliance side of Tuesday. We didn't talk about the fact that the fan packs launched and people were pissed. <laughs> Which we yeah. can probably do an hour on in and of itself, so I'm going to try and condense it. I know that people are not super excited about about a couple things like like the like the price point which the fans are saying the time duration when stuff was released uh what teams got stuff in and didn't get stuff in because they didn't submit stuff on time like and and ultimately i think that uh there is nothing but the best intent here from valve I think that the yeah. I, I think that there is a good idea here, and I want to give them credit because at a base level, they're taking what was the penance? They're taking team support. They're 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 doing something and they're iterating on it and making it better and something that is for the teams, which is desperately needed in the Dota scene. I don't think yeah. Dota teams make money. Yeah, really. No. So no. there's a reason why there's only so many teams that have big sponsors and like traditional esports teams in, in in the space, right? Because it's hard to make money. This is a way yeah. to potentially fix that. I think there's great. I, I have here. friends in the team organization, uh, like like um, Charlie's now a part of Luminosity. Uh, Milk is a part of Hundred Thieves. Like you know, I I ask him like, you guys gonna get into Dota? And they're like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can hear that in Charlie's voice, um, but but like the the exactly what what you were saying, and I think that as soon as you release this and it's not a good product for the consumer, and the biggest the biggest problem there is is the time duration of stuff mixed with the price point. And the price point probably being the egregious one that you see most people complaining about that I would also agree about, like. Suddenly you take something that was potentially highly impactful for teams and because the community now sees in a negative light, the teams aren't getting really any ROI on it or as much as they potentially could have if it was maybe cheaper or marketed better or explained better. Also, people were upset when they released these. They also said that they wasn't going to be a battle pass proper, right? So people are mad about them not being a battle pass. I think that this is like the shitty replacement for a battle pass. They think these are too expensive. They don't think they last long enough. And they kind of turn into like a joke in a punching bag. And that's probably ultimately fine if if they don't succeed right out the gate. But I think a lot of teams saw this as an opportunity to 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 do something good for themselves and now that's potentially not the case right without some kind mm. of adjustments i don't know if valve's gonna make adjustments i don't know what v2 looks like i don't know if there's gonna be edit on v1 but um i can surmise that there are just teams and organizations that are like less than thrilled about how the rollout happened which is mirrored by the fact that the community is on whole less than thrilled about how the rollout happened yeah no, it's it's um it's a frequent reminder how much more players make 
um than like the average person when i see players like and they've got like five different teams of those things and i'm just sitting there like that's over a hundred dollars for for temporary lines i'm like of course it like it works for them because like dota is their business and stuff it works for me i bought i bought a fan bundle go arkosh um, I'm only going to buy the one because it's temporary, unlike the Battle Pass, where it gives me something permanent. Um, but, you know, like... So you just uh, have a gold Arkosh thing, that's it? Yeah, I have a gold Arkosh thing because I want the voice lines. Um, and, and that is it. Um, but yeah, the the price point is just... It feels like it's way too high uh, for something that is temporary. Uh, I understand that... Like, Valve, I think, was very ambitious in putting this together in the first place. Um, they're obviously trying to create something that is automated that can continue on for years to years to come without them having to like be really, very hands-on. Um, but it's very ambitious because it's a lot of content that goes into the Dota game. So I understand that it needs to be temporary. Uh, otherwise, you're just filling up with a bunch of shit lines and shit sprays. Could you imagine if it's not temporary shit? and then you do a new one every three months for two years and oh, then suddenly God. every team has like 20 sprays in the game? Yeah, right? yeah. That's, uh, that, that is definitely a problem. So I think it does need to be temporary. I don't think I would want something permanent because even if it's just like one line or something being permanent, eh, it's just too much sh extra shit. I think the idea is super cool. The fact that like players and stuff can like put their faces inside of the game or their voices inside of the game gives personality to the teams, which is sorely missing, um, which is like, which is made very apparent by the fact that um, that many teams bundles are not selling that well. Uh, I know that Arkosh is, is actually one of the best selling uh, because it went viral in China. <laughs> I know my understanding uh, is that Arkosh is selling well, Acer is selling well because there's not a lot of Chinese teams that have one. Um, yeah. uh, there, there's a small contingent. Probably selling well. E EGs is selling well because of RTZ. Uh, there's a small contingent that has uh, four Zoomers selling well because there's a there's a uh, a small subset of memers think the Suns fan stuff's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think the liquid one's doing okay. You I, guys, um, I can't. You guys saw former deny. a bump, right? The the video content. Um, did you guys sell a lot more because of the video content? I actually do not know. Okay. So I I cannot confirm or deny. I guess because I don't. But know. I heard that you guys did. So, which I think is really cool, the fact that your video content directly correlated into increased sales. Well, if that's the case, and I got to talk to Victor about cool. paying me more money. <laughs> you hear that, Victor? I mean, maybe it's coincidence, but uh, but yeah, I think um, like Valve rolled out a really cool idea. The execution just isn't quite perfect, very likely because in some ways they're they're kind of rushing. Um, and and one of the things that like very clearly there is something fucked up, and I think. The number is almost perfect that says both sides fucked up. 17 teams initially got in, right? 17 teams. 17 teams managed to make this happen and put out content. So teams obviously fucked up. If 17 people can manage to, to figure it out and were paying attention, then teams obviously fucked up. But at the same time, only 17 teams made it through 
And there's like 90 or some shit that are supposed to... The, yeah, there's the, there's the 16 in five regions, right? Yeah, something Europe, like Europe, that. China, so, Sea, South America, 80. North America, six. <clears throat> so is that 80? Or no, that's... Uh, 96 that teams? Five, 96 teams? Yeah, Nine, okay, so 96 teams, right? Only 17 out of 96 made it in. So, like, there must be something fucked up on Valve's side as well. I, I wonder don't really how many know, teams... but, like, that number perfectly encapsulates it for me. I wonder how many teams submitted uh something and then got denied i think there i mean i think there's probably at least at least like 20 teams that probably didn't submit anything at all right i would division teams that i i I would set my floor higher than that for sure i would say half the team submitted nothing okay I, i i bet that's probably true as well which means you're probably left with half or maybe even more than half of the teams did not make it into the game that that actually submitted stuff um whether or not you know the the files were incorrect didn't you say something about that that you guys had to resubmit uh basically the file the upload is 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 quasi automated in the sense that you have to submit the right file types and it does Mm -hmm. like some kind of checking to make sure that you're submitting the right stuff and then you'll know if stuff works so yeah I bet that there's a bunch of teams who I think that we're going to see more teams come in because teams did not submit on time for the first rollout, right? And then a bunch mm-hmm. of teams submitted shortly thereafter and got in the second rollout. And now there's teams who are going to be in the third or fourth wave. I bet the third wave will probably be large. I bet this week we'll see a large third wave that'll probably see maybe 20 more teams get added in. Um, yeah. I, I would love to know all the information about like how many teams had cut content. Like You see teams that have less than three voice lines, right? Does that mean they only submitted three yep. and then one of them was like egregious? Does that mean, yeah, you know? Probably. You know? Uh, there's also stuff. Got, like, how many did you guys submit out of curiosity? Between I would love to do a write up on this. Um, we submitted, you can submit up to 10, I think. Yeah. And we submitted 10. Yeah. We submitted 10 as well. Because, oh uh, because, uh, uh, um, we only submitted four sprays. We only submitted three emojis because we were confident that all three were like totally fine and we didn't want to make yeah. more because it's a real pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. So we submitted three emojis, we submitted four sprays, so there was one to like have a choice from and then we submitted ten voice lines because we had no idea what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. We had no idea. And also, yeah. some of the voice lines that like from the video people liked weren't the ones that got in. Like, apparently there's a large contingent of people that really would have liked, you know, I'm a cute little bear. Right or, or Tyga's rolling boulder. That's my I kept, favorite. I was just like, people want that. Him <laughs> just going. Anywho, like so, I think, I think, and 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 I lightly complained about this um, on Reddit too. That now we have guardrails for what isn't acceptable, and now it's just going to be this round two is going to come around, there's going to be this giant game of teams trying to figure out what they can and can't do, and trying to push the envelope. Because I think whoever gets the closest to the meme line without stepping over and being disqualified wins. Arteezy, meme line, right? That sticker, that's a a fucking meme line, but it fits into EG brand so perfectly because it's Arteezy, so it's like, that is like exactly perfect 
It's exactly perfect because it's a meme that's tied with evil geniuses, so there's no way Valve can say no to, right? But the thing is, is that I I hate the spray because it's deep fried, and like it looks shitty. <laughs> like I think yeah, I don't know why it turned out so shit. Because I think it's intended to look shitty. Yeah. There's no way they submitted that with like, oh wow, this doesn't look very good. Like they intended it to look bad, right? And it doesn't have yeah. to look bad. Like they, you can make a clean cutout from that from that GIF. You can do other stuff to it. You can edit that to to make it better, right? But like, they chose to make it shitty, and that was okay. Did you just call it a GIF? A GIF, a GIF. I like peanut butter. I can't eat peanuts. Um. It's, it it's so low quality. Like that means that you're allowed to get away with low quality stuff. I'm also not a fan of the Suns fan face, mm. and not because I have an issue with Suns fan or NA Dota or Four Zoomers. I think that it like puts, it it's like toting a really weird line. It's uh, it's a bit of a like a non sequitur, right, to the team. It's so now I'm tied in with them. I mean, fucking, I can't say shit because, you know, Arkosh is, like, a weird team where we, like, literally make up our own lore. <laughs> so, like, technically anything we put in could be could be said, well, that's part of the lore of the team. That's part of my character's identity. You know, that's what Cadus uh, Vulpus does or whatever the fuck. You know, like, <laughs> it's actually such a fucking unique situation. Yeah, I, I think that... I still do not like the fact that they were not hard or fast or any kind of guardrails. I would have think I think that it would have been better if if there were some guardrails. Also, like you know, we submitted a bunch of Asa lines. Like one got in, and it was it was like okay, I guess that was the one that was deemed best. Like how many of our submissions? What, what would line have, would you would have wanted in? Um, there's one where it's like, ah, puck. I can't believe you've done this. And he says puck instead of fuck. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> like, um, when did that, where was that for this line from? I don't know. I think I have no that, idea. Was that Asa yeah. or was that one of the players? That, that, that oh, was okay, Asa. Okay. Um, That's pretty good. So, so like, I, I wish I could know were all of my 10 voice lines acceptable. Mm. So if I would have just submitted any just three of those 10, the they would have gotten in. Like. Yeah, or it seems like swearing, even muted swearing, is a no go. So I yes, bet and no like censored swearing. Yeah, we we did um, surprise motherfucker, <laughs> but but because you know we figured like oh Valve Valve did it with the the frog cover up noise yep. and we were like okay we'll just do that too maybe it's acceptable maybe it's not that's why we submitted ten voice lines because there's some definitely ones that are pretty pretty borderline. I don't know. It, it was. Uh, I, I. I'm not stoked about the RTZ thing. I'm. I'm really excited for teams who are getting some press, like like the cut when people are memeing on their wallpaper, which is like objectively bad, but also fun. I guess people like that. Yeah. I would love to see if that increased sales for them. Probably it's twenty dollars for that wallpaper. That's temporary though. So, <laughs> you know that that comes back to the problem. I think that. Uh, I stand by that. I think that. Um, Team Liquid, Arkosh, Beast Coast, some of Alliances and some of EG's stuff is the best stuff that's in the game. Yeah. The um, 
A side note, uh, Valve said no to our uh, player portraits. <laughs> You're allowed to say because, no to those? I mean, because, well, obviously it wasn't portraits of the actual players. It was portraits of slags in the various masks that we made for the Arkosh video. <laughs> so it would have just been those. Think how funny that would be if you just clicked on the Arkosh video. There's some dude with a fucking goat mask just fucking staring back at you. That would have been so funny. I don't they know why no they would deny that. that. It, well, I think it sets the precedent, right? At, at that point in time, it, it's similar to like the the initial ruling of like okay you, like the players should be able to know who the actual uh they their opponents should be able to know who the actual players are and i think that's fair enough i mean because it sets i think it sets a dangerous precedent for the rest of the competitive community even if arkosh is not like a serious affair it like you still have to treat it that rules that you set for them set whoa, a precedent whoa, whoa. for everybody whoa, whoa, whoa. else hold on Ser not a serious affair do you mean the next division two team to be promoted to division one north america is not a quote serious affair i you know how many do you know how many na dpc games i've watched this season four ones. i've watched four and three of them were arkash's game style. Do you know how many na dpc <laughs> games i lost last season i watched how many Three, because I watched both seasons. The only games I cared about in the NADPC. EG Quincy Crew. No, yeah. no, no, no. Were the Arkosh versus Dog Champ games because both seasons those were the games <laughs> that decided Arkosh's promotion. Oh man! See, this is this is the kind of stuff that like uh, there was that bit of drama where Luki went on stream and like flamed his own team and stuff. It's like, like you you, you don't get salty about like the the Arkosh thing. Don't don't get real salty about the Arkosh thing. Get get drama salty. Did that happen today? You know, get like, Did get, Luke do that today? Get like, no, 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 no. That was, that was last season. That was like way back when, when fucking Arkosh did their really fucked up thing where they bet, they bet their slot at BTS or whatever the fuck. Uh, it was that time, time area. But yeah, like he, he went on and like flamed uh, his own team at some point in time. He also, you know, thought the whole Arkosh thing was, was pretty bullshit. And I don't disagree with that. That was pretty bullshit. But the thing is, is that like, this is an opportunity for your own brand to to get like a lot of exposure. Cause like Arkosh is like this weird meme that people are naturally want to be able to watch and, and tune into because I think it's a well-built like totally fucking unique team identity thing that is that is like oh, this weird experiment uh and if you if you fucking build into that wwe style then your brand is also going to and well like now all of a sudden like dog champ versus arkosh is like this weirdly fucking hype matchup yeah because i, so, I like, want don't, fucking don't Ray Lisa to eat shit you know like yeah like you fucking buy into this thing you know you gotta buy into it it's it's very much like wwe you need to be able to buy into it and remember that this is fake manufactured drama that is just purely good did, for for television because even the viewers are aware that it's fake drama but it's still fun did you get to watch game three I did not. I was I was passed out. For those anybody who wonder, I am not on Arkosh. All right, I just want to make that totally clear. But I am a part of the organization. Um, I because I helped found. Wow, I'm friends with Slacks. I'm so cool. My name's Cap. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you should you should check out Game Three when if if, yeah. if, if you got some moments. I, just, I, just, I, just like I eat heard breakfast. It was watch. a bit of a shit show. Eat, eat breakfast. Watch Game Three. Anyway.
eat breakfast and watch game three. You'll, you'll probably yes, I stand by my statement that that is a, that is a mean team that, um, I'm happy Arkosh is selling fan packs, right? I think that's really cool. Yeah, me I think too. It's, I think it's really, <laughs> I think it's really interesting to see what is and is successful with fan packs. I think that the price point is a real motherfucker that's that's making a meme, and I don't know how Valve fixes that aside from just making everything cheaper later, right? Yeah, if it was just one dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, I would feel way better about yeah, it. Yeah, I would feel. I would, I would not have this conversation. Is, if you, yeah. I also, I mean, I I'm not Valve. I don't have their economics data. I, I can't in good in good faith say oh well if they all were half price we would just sell more I can say that yeah. if it was half price people wouldn't be complaining about it yeah and like we just don't know like what Valve's reasoning is for for applying this it could be they they fucking ran their data and they're like this is the optimal price point to get the most amount of dollars out of customers like this will make both us and the teams the most amount of money which is i, I think a that's very probably nice what happened. or it could be or or it could be you know they 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 price gated a little bit so they're like eh, that means more people will buy our stuff you know battle pass stuff next year's battle pass like you know make, make sure more people are buying battle passes than fan bundles you know i i, I don't think so but it's like we we just don't know the reasoning uh, behind Valve doing it, and might be they they did it. They just felt like that was the most optimal. But like I, my personal, my gut reaction was like, oof. <laughs> I like I have an incentive to, to buy the Arkosh one, and I went oof <laughs> because nothing nothing's permanent. So I was just like, I'm I haven't decided if I'm gonna for like six weeks. I haven't decided if I'm gonna put those twenty dollars in my company expenses. Be like, oh, I gotta. Sorry, I need, to, I need to buy this for work. True, I can do that on all my tax expenses, dude. It's my uh, my job is video games. Hell yeah. I, I I wish it was cheaper. I wish it was cheaper. I'm happy, and and now there's this weird thing where like I'm really happy with the product we made. I genuinely think that we made a better product than basically every other team. I would I would go far as to say that I think we have the, I I think that we have the the best package. I think we, I think we have the best drawn wallpaper. Mm. I think that I think that our that uh, I don't our, even know what our wallpaper is. They're pretty mm. bad. I, I, I uh, <laughs> the wallpaper. I think I think that nobody I, cares about the wallpaper though. I know people just care about the voice lines, right? That's all that really matters. Oh, can it? Can I actually? I think it's just kind of interesting. I said that um, Arkosh went viral in China, um, and uh, for people who want some insight into that. Um, so apparently a popular meme streamer in China, um, went through the voice lines and of course he found the meme line in the Arkosh one, Maiwa Moshinderu, and picked that up. And so like that got like a huge amount of popularity because this meme, this very big meme streamer in China was using it and therefore like a whole bunch of other people were exposed to the meme line, right? And therefore people bought it. And then on top of that, apparently a famous Chinese TikToker uh, also picked up on it and uh, made a thing about it as well. So uh, two different ways that it went viral in China. So I thought I I just thought that was interesting. Power power of memes. That is really cool. Yeah, it's power of memes. The power okay. of memes made uh made Jake a lot of money. Yeah, it did. The um. Yeah, so I th I thought that was pretty interesting, and there was one other thing I wanted to talk about. 
before. I think it's interesting that more teams didn't. I I expected more teams to do some type of promotional content for their stuff. Yeah. I was surprised that we were the only ones who like had something pre-planned out. I wonder if we'll see more next time if someone will follow that lead or if uh, more people will be like, yeah, fuck that. I know Arkosh is doing it, but um, because the pack is selling well by itself, we're yeah, kind of exactly. waiting. We're, we're waiting to, to drop the second. Hey, did you guys know this is here? Slacks, Slacks already made a, a funny video about it, which is fucking what Slacks does best. It's very similar for Zoomers. Like, they just used um, Sunspan to sell more packs. It's like very similar. Our, our cautious and half of our cautious identity is tied into Slacks is a really funny guy. Pretty funny. I'm really Pretty hoping funny how that works. My, my, my plan is to uh, Asa is at the Europe facility with the team this week. Mm. So if I can do something with him, because people don't know that that's him. As, uh, for a Asa for the yeah. nice ward, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, people uh, know that's him, and that and that that one I'm actually still seeing on Reddit of people being like, "Nice ward, bro." So like, I I know that there's some traction there, but I but I really want to blow people's minds if like, is it the Ender's Game dude who did that? Yeah, that was a bit of a shame that nobody nobody realizes that. But so, yeah, I know that somebody even tweeted out they thought it was Tyga. I remember when it happened this morning or something. Tyga, like, who no, sounds that's none of the players. <laughs> Tiger doesn't speak that clearly. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, anywho, uh, I'm 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 gonna round this out and stop complaining and actually uh, say that I did something finally. Yeah, I did something finally. I listened to all of the backlog that I had of the cap and blitz podcast while I was working out over the weekend and riding my bike. And nice. you know what? I had a good time. Some more people should go listen to those. Huh. Yeah. It's uh, you know, this is the drama whoring podcast, of course. And, uh, and that one's a little bit more interview analytical style, I would guess. But, uh, of it is course, this because... is the drama whoring podcast where we do anything for views uh, cause that's, uh, that's the way we roll over here. That's, that's why you've heard of the side pull podcast so often is cause we're just fucking drama right over here. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're big drama llamas. It's interesting because, yeah. uh, also don't put this shit on Reddit guys. What the fuck? We got one rule. All right. I, when I say that rule, it was specifically meant for this sort of stuff. All right. I can't be real with you guys and sit here and talk. If every single time I reveal something that that is like slightly negative, I, like you can't just go to fucking Reddit on it. Like I just want to sit here and have a good time with Joey and put on like a pretty good show and give you guys a little bit of insight in into behind the scenes stuff. And like if, we went I, if so I have long. to worry about like fuck, if I have to curate my language and make sure everything's PC. Uh, and and like available for release to the broad public, uh, then the show is going to get a whole lot less interesting. So you want to put it on Reddit? Put it up on Reddit and say, "Yo, there was a great. We could have put this last episode up on Reddit." Cap and Lee, Joey have uh, a, a fucking in-depth breakdown of the the fucking drama that happened. You could have gone for the first half where we have a whole bunch of nuanced takes about what the, the drama was and why nobody walked away from that clean and give you a little bit of a little extra insight behind the scene and shit. You know, you could have posted it on Reddit that way. But instead, 
I asked Joey afterwards. I had doubts about whether or not we should just cut the last half of that show because I was like, I don't really want to fucking... I don't want to have drama. I just needed to be able to, like, fucking speak my mind because something was bothering me, and that's the way I do it. I do it here with Joey. But if y'all just keep putting this shit on Reddit, like, for fucking drama-whoring fucking upvotes... You made the Alliance fans mad. I can't do mad. it. You made the Alliance fans mad. It's okay. Maybe now I'll Kelly's going to block you on Twitter. I wasn't following her to begin with. See, don't say that on Reddit. You can't put that on Reddit. You can't timestamp that and put it on Reddit. No, we went so long. We went so long without that happening. Yes. I think, I think, it, I think it was just, it, it, it was extra. Like I had that. I was pretty hard on like, e, like I've been talking about ESL and shit and like how like we haven't had no updated graphics and how ridiculous that is and shit, right? Like if you guys went and put that on Reddit and like it goes highly upvoted, then there's a chance that like ESL sees it and then like my relationship with ESL is slightly damaged, right? Possibly. I mean, probably not. Like I would stand by that. I'm going to write a uh, a write up after this season is done and tell them in a very professional manner what everything you know that was wrong. But like, if you guys just like take take this sort of stuff and throw it up on Reddit, and I have to worry about my relationships within the scene, then you know we can't do this anymore. So don't don't do that. I'm I'm not here to stir up drama. It's not what the Side Bull Podcast is about. It's about uh, Joey and I just broing out and releasing. Except when you explicitly, clearly stir up drama. True. <laughs> our, our our show is going to turn into um, more stories about me shitting in public and less stories yeah. about behind-the-scenes Dota takes. Yeah. I, I mean, this, I felt like this show had been, like, getting a little boring in some ways and, uh, and because I didn't have any stories to tell about LAN events. Our, our, both of our lives are just less interesting during COVID, so it's like I, I, I remember I thinking, real I was hard. like, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, we're we're trying to make it entertaining and stuff, but it was just like there just naturally weren't stories to tell because neither one of us are going out in the world." So, yeah, and you know that that does even go both ways. I mean, you know, while while you have some uh some some BTS stuff to share from that world, like you know. I try not to bite my tongue about too much stuff from my job or the team side of stuff that I yeah. don't really want to dance around because I like I don't necessarily want a hundred percent of that disclosed, but I feel like it's interesting information for the people who continue to listen to the show. I think that we also have the benefit of doing that because you know it is we we never talk about this, but every week more people listen, both oh, on the good. podcast feed. And, uh, like, in terms of, like, YouTube subscriber count and, like, stuff like that and people who listen like that, right? Every week, nice. consistently, with the exception of, like, a couple episodes that are probably objectively worse than all the other ones, more people listen, right? So it's it's really nice that we're able to talk to everyone about all this stuff. Like, it, it's super awesome just even just have a platform, right? Like, that's, that's a privilege mm -hmm. and a half. But there, there does get to a point where it's like, what is saying too much? <laughs> yeah. Especially since we're not trying to make this podcast big. It'd be cool if it was, of course, but like, we're if, not making any money off the podcast anymore. If we wanted... That was the first year. <laughs> if we wanted to do that, we would just be more inflammatory. Like, there, there, there there's yeah. a way, like... 
I'm sure that we can make Reddit threads to a month. You know, be considered. I'm sure that we could easily make a Reddit thread a month where we drive people to the show because either you got some spicy thing or I got some spicy thing or I, you know, call Loda fuckwad or what have you, right? Like, you know, we can do that. But that's not the goal. That's the title of the Reddit thread, though. <laughs> Joey called Beefeater calls to Loda fuckwad. Yeah, <laughs> he would almost certainly respond poorly on Twitter. Um, yeah, he would read the Reddit comments and not listen to watch the video and then make a response bit formulated on that. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Next week, we'll be back. Hey. The show, I'm going to bet, will be shorter because we'll only have DPC stuff to talk about. DPC will be mm-hmm. wrapped next week, which will be super interesting. I'm going to have a fucking mild cardiac moment knowing that our game's on Wednesday and uh, Liquid could still get second or sixth. Um, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. <sighs> and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But, you, but thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging out with us. Both the new people who are here because... Um, of last week or the people who just liked hanging out with us anyways both of you are both of y'all are super cool except for the people who think that we're objectively worse than sun fans and fuck you guys um it's a different style we do art okay that's fine (laughs) this is performative art yeah this is performative (laughs) art you know it's whatever um yeah so so thank you and don't yeah. post it on Reddit. Just post great episode of the Sidepole podcast. Man, they're still doing them, right? It's so good. They've gotten better. Yeah, just do that. <laughs>